If you're a Pilates instructor looking to learn and grow using science-based tools, the Pilates Instructor VIP membership is for you. This is a continuing education resource that includes monthly workshops, weekly research reviews, programming support, full-on classes, and so much more. Okay, you can get your seven-day free trial right now with the link in the show notes. But without further ado, let's get on to this episode. Welcome to another episode of the Evidence-Based Pilates Podcast. We are going to have an incredible time today because we are talking about an incredible topic, which is anatomy and specifically, how important is anatomy? Now, just to uh, frame this episode, this is meant to be an episode to, one, discuss like a cool topic, and then two, hopefully take a load off of some of our shoulders and just recognize that anatomy, uh, it is, it's important, it's nice, but it isn't um, like a golden key that's going to unlock all kinds of stuff once we understand it. Um, so what we are going to do is uh, first we're going to talk about what anatomy is and also what it isn't, um, how it relates to what we do. We'll talk about like if it's like worthy of generating imposter syndrome, how it plays a role in our teaching. And also I'll share a bit of what I've learned after 14 years of teaching, being a part of four Pilates programs and studying uh, anatomy for an embarrassing amount of time uh, in college as well. So um, with that, let's get into it. Okay, it's, it's always nice to have a common language, right? Like what are we talking about with anatomy and what are we not talking about? Anatomy, like a really simple definition is that anatomy is where the bits are, right? It's like, where are the things? Okay, it tells you about structure. Okay? Anatomy is static. Anatomy is not movement. Okay, that's not movement. Okay? Anatomy is just about where the bits are. Okay? Anatomy is useful, but we're teaching movement. And anatomy is not movement. Anatomy is statics. Anatomy is where are the things located. It tells you nothing about how it works. It tells you nothing about, um, you know, where it's going, things of that nature. Okay. Now there are other bits like biomechanics and physiology that a lot of times I think get kind of lumped into a definition or what we perceive as what anatomy is. And anatomy is anatomy, biomechanics is biomechanics, and physiology is physiology. So a lot of times when we say, oh, I want to learn anatomy, I think what we really mean is, oh, I want to understand human movement, right? I want to be confident in teaching human movement. And like, who doesn't? Like as a movement educator, of course, we want to feel confident in human movement. And anatomy could be part of the, that puzzle, but it's definitely not the answer because anatomy tells you nothing about movement. It just tells you about where things are, which is a nice foundation right? It's nice to know like where they are, right? Um, but anatomy is, is, is just a structure. Now, when we talk about 
function, right? That's like more like physiology, right? Like the myofilament theory would be physiology. Energy systems would be physiology. Uh, myofilament theory, if that is like a new terminology or unfamiliar, that is a theory on muscle contraction. So like how do different proteins and whatnot um, interact to generate a contraction, right? And that's where like concentric and isometric and eccentric contractions come from. That's not anatomy. That is physiology, right? That's about function. Anatomy is structure. Physiology is function. Then there's like biomechanics, right? Biomechanics would be like if you're holding a, a 10 pound weight five feet away from your shoulder, how much force does your shoulder have to generate in order to keep the weight still, right? So that's talking about like how are our internal forces interacting with the external forces? How are the forces within our body interacting with the world around us? How is my body interacting with the reformer when I have one and a half springs on during scooter holding the foot bar. That is biomechanics. And a lot of times when we say I want to understand anatomy, what we actually mean is we want to understand biomechanics, right? And now I'm not a biomechanist. I don't desire um, to be, um, but it is helpful to recognize, right? It's a piece of the puzzle. But biomechanics, by the way, does not explain like chronic pain, right? It's an awful... Um, I don't want to say it's awful. It's not an effective uh, strategy or explanation for like pain experiences. So there's tons of limitations to pretty much anything, um, including biomechanics. But biomechanics is helpful. And a lot of times when we, when we are talking about, oh, I want to learn anatomy, we really want to learn movement, which is more of a description of biomechanics. And then we want to learn about like physiology, right? Like how do you buy a strength? How do you buy its endurance, cardiovascular work, mobility, flexibility, all those things, right? That would be more of, of uh, physiology. And, and so, but anatomy is helpful. Like if you know no anatomy, right? Like I like to think in like extremes. And then when you think in extremes, we usually get less extreme because they both sound awful and you end up somewhere in the middle, right? And so, if you knew no anatomy, right? We were like, use your abs. And you're like, I have no clue where that is, right? Or, um, you know, something, something, hamstring, tricep, elbow, right? And you had no clue what that was, like, that's a problem, right? I would say like, huh, like, you should probably know those, right? Like the triceps are somewhere on the arm, right? I think that's useful to know. Um, then if you were like providing an anatomy lesson, like a super accurate, super detailed anatomy lesson in a Pilates session, whether it be private or group, I also think that's a problem, right? Or that we were always using anatomy for explanations of a movement experience. That's a big problem, right? That's just like, like your back hurts because you're in this alignment, right? That's not an evidence-based um, approach to back pain. So that would be a problem, right? So if we go like too far into anatomy, we have a problem. If we don't know anything about anatomy, we have a problem. Now, if we were like, oh, I just want to learn biomechanics, like, okay, that's good, right? That's good stuff. Um, it's really like, and an biomechanics becomes easier if you know some anatomy. Okay. 
and anatomy will become easier if you know some biomechanics, vice versa. And they do relate to each other and there is usefulness in, in anatomy. And so, for example, if your client was doing a bridge and they were, um, you know, doing a bridge on the reformer, like one blue spring and they cramp in their hamstrings and they go, ow, ow, my hamstrings, right? And then it's like, why did that hurt my hamstrings? It's good. It, it is helpful to be able to create a picture in your mind and know where the hamstrings are, right? The hamstrings, for example, right? They would attach like to the back of the hip and bottom of the knee, right? Or more specifically, your biceps femoris would attach to your ischial tuberosity and the fibular head, right? You don't even need to know it that, that deep and that specific, right? But just knowing that they're back there, right? You can have a little bit of an explanation to a client and say like, oh yeah, well, you're using them because they're on the back of your legs and you're pressing down, right? And that was, that's one of their actions, right? Because anatomy, if you understand enough anatomy, then you understand muscle action. And you don't even need to know what tubercle that muscle attaches to. I hope you're enjoying the podcast. My only ask of you as a listener is to leave a five-star review. Leaving a review helps this podcast grow and have a greater influence on the Pilates industry. I do this 100% for free. I do not and will never accept advertisements on this podcast. It is 100% for free. And you can go ahead and make a huge difference and allow this to grow by leaving a five-star review. Here's... Um, really like what I would say is like useful anatomy for a Pilates instructor. Useful anatomy for a surgeon is a different level, right? For a Pilates instructor, here's useful anatomy other than like what the muscle is called. It's nice to know that the job of a muscle is to bring its two ends closer together. And if a muscle had one job, right? If a muscle has one job, it is to bring its ends closer together. So the origin and the insertion are coming closer together. And don't worry, you don't need to know which one the origin or the insertion is. It doesn't matter, right? I promise you, it doesn't matter. If you want to nerd out and you're like, yes, it does. I want to know. Well, the origin is the one closer to the spine, right? But it really doesn't matter, right? I just call them like superior and inferior attachments. Who cares? Because they're just coming closer together. That's one, that's one thing that we need to know. Muscles have one job. It brings stuff closer together. Sure, sure like, could you like, get super nerdy and say it does other things? Absolutely. But when you zoom out and you squint your eyes, muscles have, muscles have one job. It brings stuff closer together. Now, other things that's helpful to know. So muscles, like they, they turn into a tendon or a tendon is really just an extension of a muscle and it attaches to a bone. So like a muscle is going to attach to a bone it's nice to know what side of the bone it's on, right? Like what bone it's on, what side it's on. So like the hamstrings, right? It, it goes over the back of the femur. It actually doesn't touch the femur, right? It goes over the back of the femur or the, or the long head of the biceps femoris. I'll get more accurate. Doesn't touch it, right? It goes ischial tuberosity to fibular head. So back of the hip and the lower leg, but it crosses the back of the thigh. That's helpful to know. Okay, so we want to know what bones it's on, okay, the side of the bone. 
muscles bring stuff closer together because you know what it's going to do, right? It's going to bring those bones closer together. But what's also useful to know is what joints it crosses. As a general rule, if a muscle crosses a joint, it's going to move at that joint. If a muscle crosses the back of the hip, it's like, like, like if, it, if, it, if it is on the backside of your hip and going down, right, going down the leg, it crosses the hip down to the leg, it's a hip extensor. I don't care what muscle you're talking about. It's going to extend the hip, okay, because it's going to bring its two points closer together. You need to know where a muscle is, what side of the bone it's on, what joint it crosses. And that's pretty much it. That is pretty much it. And it's also okay if you don't know that, right? But that's as deep as like I would find to be useful for, for anatomy. Okay? And with that, like I really don't think it's worthy of the imposter syndrome that it gets. And I'll, and I'll just speak from like personal like this personal story, because I know it's uh, it's relatable to some of you listeners. When I did my first Pilates program in 2009, I had a great time, right? I learned the classical repertoire really well, but I didn't really know movement, right? I just knew Pilates exercises that were on a chart. and But I knew them really well, and I still know them really well. Great foundation. I didn't know a lick of anatomy because it like anatomy wasn't really taught. We had a coloring book, a freaking coloring book, right? Adults. Um, so we had a coloring book because that was supposed to teach us something. And, um, and I think we had like a two hour anatomy talk and that, that was our anatomy. So um, within that, I left Pilates school not knowing anatomy and definitely not understanding it because those are two different things. You can memorize anatomy and you can understand anatomy. Understanding anatomy, like I would almost say requires, it's super helpful if you also understand biomechanics and some physiology. So I leave Pilates school and I knew very little anatomy, but you know what I would do when I would cue? I would cue every anatomy that I knew, every bit of anatomy, because I was so insecure and didn't feel, I felt like I needed to be the expert, but I knew I wasn't, right? If you connect with that, like you are not alone. Okay? You are not alone. But Pilates is not an anatomy lesson. Pilates is a movement experience. Pilates is not an anatomy lesson. Whenever I'm in a class, like, uh, it, it doesn't have to be Pilates. I do all kinds of fitness classes. Um, if I start hearing anatomy, I'm kind of like, oh, my God, is it over yet? And most of the times it's wrong, right, to some degree. And, but I get it, right? Like I've been that instructor of like I want to – I don't feel secure in myself, right? So I teach a lot of anatomy. Um, and I'm not saying that's why people teach anatomy. That's, that was just like personal story because the more – now I know, now I feel like I know after like my, the experience that I've had, like I know more anatomy and I barely speak it, but I know how to answer questions. And that's where it is, like it, play, it does play a role in your teaching, right? Because when you are teaching someone, you are facilitating a movement experience with someone, right? And part of that experience is perceived competence in the practitioner, right? When you go to the dentist, 
you have a perceived competence within them. If you deem them incompetent, you're probably not coming back. If you deem them uh, competent, you're more likely to come back. Same with the hairdresser, right? Same with the Pilates instructor. So like understanding some, like some anatomy can help you answer questions. Like I think that's a really good example of like if someone is like, oh, like, like why does my hamstring cramp, right, in a bridge, right? then you can start to talk about it a little bit and how you and how the hamstring is working both at the knee and the hip in a bridge, especially when you're pulling the foot bar towards you. And sometimes that brings you beyond your capacity. So we start to get a cramp, but cramps feel better when you stretch it. So you stretch it. And not only were you able to tell them a little bit of anatomy, like no more than they really asked, but you also help solve their problem by giving them a stretch, which is actually more physiology. Right, so that can help with perceived competence. Okay, it is helpful. It's, it's definitely not necessary because I can tell you, like I've been in classes that have anatomy lessons, and I don't really enjoy them. Like I mentioned, like a lot of times they're not they're like they're not as accurate as they could be. Um, but also, like there are so many other qualities that make you like a fucking awesome instructor right? And who in anatomy is just not really one of them, right? Like, like, sure, it's helpful. But like, I would much rather have an optimistic and upbeat instructor who fucking loves what they do, than some boring person giving me an anatomy lesson as I'm moving my big toe around the foot bar, right? I could care less. And if and I'm an anatomy nerd, right? I'm a movement nerd, and I don't care. Like, like, Joanne, the banker, gives a rat's ass, right? Like most of our clients don't care, right? What they what they do care about is they want to have a good experience, right? And if they have a specific goal, they probably want to be on the path to achieving that goal. And a lot of achieving that goal is about having that companionship and that that therapeutic alliance, meaning a trusting relationship uh, with you. And, and there are so many other aspects in anatomy that contribute to that, such as your, um, your confidence, right? The way you speak, the way you greet them, uh, the way that you check in with them in between sessions, um, your charisma, your passion, okay? your empathy towards them, the fact that you listen to them. You know how many people don't get listened to? And that you, the Pilates instructor, can do that for them. Those are way, way more important than the role anatomy plays in our teaching. Okay? But I'm not anti-anatomy, right? If you're looking for an anatomy course, like go do it, right? But I recommend visualize anatomy with breathe education. Okay? I do. Uh, it's the best anatomy course I've ever taken, I've ever been a part of. Um, and, and, and I speak from as someone who has been teaching uh, Pilates for 14 years. I've been a part of four Pilates programs, taught at two of them. I have um, been to college to, for an embarrassing amount of years studying exercise science and physical therapy. And in my time studying um, more so like college, I learned to memorize anatomy, but it wasn't until I studied with breathe that I really understood it. Yeah. And this isn't a pitch. Like I get paid nothing like to recommend them. I just want to help a lot of these instructors. Right? And I want you to have the ex awesome experience that I've had. The the most, what I've learned in my 14 years is there's a difference between memorizing and understanding. 
Okay, there's a difference between memorizing and understanding. If you want to really understand movement, anatomy is a part of the puzzle, but I would much, I would, I would weigh more value like studying like biomechanics or not even studying it, but like you could just like experiment with yourself. If you just spend a couple hours on a reformer and like change every, change the spring on every exercise and understand what changing a spring does to a, an exercise, that's way more valuable. That is way more valuable than understanding the origin and insertion of the infraspinatus. Okay, I guarantee it. Okay, that's way more valuable because that's understanding how the body relates to the reformer, okay? There's much more value in studying effective communication and how humans learn movement. There's much more value in understanding pain science, okay? Now, is anatomy valuable? Yeah, it is, right? And, I'm, and, and, and I, and I want to recognize, I'm speaking as someone who understands anatomy, right? Uh, to, to a sufficient degree. It is important, but it's definitely not the answer to becoming a freaking awesome instructor, becoming that next level instructor. Okay? If you want to study anatomy, go for it. If you find anatomy boring, if you find anatomy confusing, and you're just frustrated that you feel like everyone knows more anatomy than you, um, I just, I hope this episode just takes a weight off your shoulders. You are freaking awesome. The, the proof is in the pudding, right? If you're a freaking awesome instructor, right? The proof is in the pudding, right? Your clients are going to, to validate that for you. Okay. The, the smiles on their faces, the, uh, the, the relationships that you have with them, the difference that you make with them, that is way more important than anatomy. I guarantee it. I am not anti-anatomy. I will make an anatomy course at some point because I, it is important. It's just not the, the top tier on the totem pole, and it's definitely not worth the imposter syndrome that it generates. Um, if you ever need any um, support, if you ever just have an anatomy question or any question uh, Pilates related, um, you can reach out to me at any time. I'm always a resource um, within the Pilates community. And I hope you enjoyed this episode um, on, um, on anatomy and just discussing like how important is it. Um, with that, uh, stay awesome and have an incredible rest of your day. 